Many people talk about the magical parts of becoming a parent, but so often we forget about or avoid talking about the very difficult or maybe embarrassing parts about being a parent for fear that we're abnormal or that we're a failure. Well, we want to create a podcast that highlights and celebrates those parts of parenthood because chances are you're not alone in what you've experienced. We want to talk about those challenges, funny and sad, good and not so great, and offer not necessarily a solution, but some guidance and hopefully comfort. Our main mission at The Natural Nipple is to empower new mothers and support them in their breastfeeding mission. And just because we said it's to empower mothers, don't tune out just yet, dads. You're a major part of this mission. Moms need you there to support them because it's not as easy as one might think. We want to help improve and optimize worldwide wellness by promoting awareness and helping to educate others on the importance of breastfeeding for global and economic health. Yes, it's not just a parent issue. This can have an impact on everyone. We want to discuss the social issues around breastfeeding, as well as provide you with the latest findings and research on the impacts of breastfeeding and parenting. We hope you'll follow us and tune in to the Natural Nipple podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes by searching The Natural Nipple and be ready for some great episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about us and our mission, you can visit us at thenaturalnipple.com where you can participate in our survey or donate. I'm so excited to have Anne Garnier, the founder and the CEO of Lisa Health, joining us today. So Lisa Health is using technology, science, and community to actually empower women to thrive through their menopausal journey. And so with that, I'm going to kick off it floor to Lisa, and you can just tell me a little bit about your background and what compelled you to start Lisa Health. Sure. Well, that was actually a great intro. Uh, gosh, I've been in healthcare technology my whole career, you know, always, um, you know, really passionate about using technology to improve patient outcomes and access to care. I've done a lot of work in women's health. And when I decided to start my own company, I just kept going back to, you know, my passion for um, women and, you know, healthcare. And, you know, but thought, okay, well, my own journey now as a woman, it's kind of moved beyond my reproductive years. And so what was really interesting to me is what's happening to midlife women, yeah. you know, which I kind of loosely define as like 40 to 70, but, you know, quite honestly, things are changing <laughs> yeah. in terms of people's perceptions of what midlife is. Uh, and it just kind of coincided with my own menopause transition. And, you know, I'm an extremely knowledgeable and empowered healthcare consumer. So, if I could be blindsided and caught unprepared, you know, I just thought, what is this like for the average woman? Yeah. Uh, right. It just, so many women have told me over the years, I wish somebody would have told me what to expect. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as we prepare, you know, young girls for their first periods, you know, for their first sexual encounter, then, you know, for your first pregnancy. Right. So we, we go through a lot of education and preparation and conversation around those areas of a woman's life. But then when it comes to menopause, it's like, you know, the silence is deafening, right? I mean, there's just historically has not been something that people have talked a lot about. So I just thought, you know, this is just something that I was so incredibly passionate about of, you know, (laughs) 
of helping to blow away that shame and silence and all the taboos around this stage of women's lives because it really is the best chapter of your life. Like preview of coming attractions for you, Lauren. It will be the best chapter ever. <laughs> Thank you for giving me so much to look forward to. And that's why I thought it was yeah. so important to host you on today's podcast and YouTube episode, because mm -hmm. I want to make it about demystifying the M word. And so the Natural mm -hmm. Nipple is the company I founded mm -hmm. specifically to help um, through the perinatal journey, specifically with latching frustration during breastfeeding and just trying to make it easier for moms to breastfeed longer mm -hmm. who may value their profession and have to introduce a bottle with pump milk. And so that's where the natural nipple comes in mm -hmm. to make that transition back and forth seamless and stress-free mm -hmm. and a partner can help but I think that this is such an important window and time where exactly like you said, you know, in puberty, we get our bodies like ready, we have to talk, we understand our areola changes. I mean, there's actually a full manual for pregnancy called what to expect when you're expecting. Right. But this time for our audience, like they need to hear some of the tips that like you can help with your assessment with Lisa Health. Um, because you could have, you could actually go into menopause as soon as months after giving birth. And mm -hmm. if you don't know what that looks like in your body or what to expect. It can one, like really just comes you off guard. <laughs> but two, you can actually seek some treatment options. So first mm -hmm. I just want to like hand the floor back to you and tell me a little bit more about the platform. Like what happens after someone goes and takes mm -hmm. the assessment on the least mm -hmm. health website. Sure. So what we found is that one of the key problems is that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, most women don't know what to expect. So they're really seeking a lot of knowledge about what's happening to their bodies because these changes, while they can seem subtle at first, they can really kind of gain some steam. And all of a sudden women are saying, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sleeping and I'm getting really hot and, you know, I'm sweating spontaneously. Uh, you know, I, my sex drive is, you know, just disappeared, right? They're just kind of caught off guard. And so we do find that sort of job number one is to really educate a woman about what's happening to her body. And right. so the platform really has a very robust foundation of expert and you know, evidence-based um, education. But then women sort of tend to transition into this, like, well, now what do I do about it? And you know, the majority of women do want um, holistic options to manage you know, the variety of menopause symptoms that they'll encounter. Uh, there, you know, menopausal hormone therapy and some other prescription-based therapies are, are available. Uh, and I think that it's important for women to have conversations with their doctor about those options. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of women do still want, um, you know, holistic options. So we recommend strategies based on the symptoms that they have, as well as just their personal goals for their well-being. And right. then we kind of wrap all of that around all of that with, you know, very curated set of uh, resources so that women don't have to go out online trying to figure out you know what's good what's not what's going to work for them and what's not i i love that you have this tool so accessible mm -hmm. and you're taking mm -hmm. evidence-based practice and making it mm -hmm. translatable because right. um so like my background i'm a nurse practitioner and mm -hmm. i'm 
also studying the microbiome in my PhD program. Mm. But that's so much, that's 10 years of education mm. that you go mm -hmm. through to try to learn how to vet research, mm -hmm. right? See if right. it's valid. And so like as a consumer, it can be really confusing. Like, is mm -hmm. this source that I'm reading about mm -hmm. black cohosh even, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. is, is it valid? And will it actually help me with my symptoms? And so mm -hmm. just to kind of like tie back to our audience and like why mm -hmm. this, um, talk about menopause and, and understanding what pre-menopause looks like. Mm -hmm. um, it's so important is because as soon as the placenta comes out, like mm -hmm. right after birth, levels of estrogen and progesterone actually plummet to mm -hmm. perimenopausal levels. So you can actually have like a number of months before you recover from this, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. understanding what these symptoms look like is crucial. And I wanted to tell a quick story if that's okay. Mm -hmm. and sure. So this wasn't actually my own patient, but this was a 35 year old patient that gave birth. And within a year later, she was 35 pounds heavier um, than her pre-pregnancy weight. She was noticing that she was incredibly stressed and couldn't sleep soundly at night. Mm -hmm. She lost any and all sexual desire, hadn't mm -hmm. menstruated since she gave birth and suffered from skin itchiness and crankiness and breast mm -hmm. tenderness and bloating. Now, why I think it's crucial to like make people aware, like if a, a year goes by and these things are happening, like she unfortunately, you know, couldn't go through any therapeutic hormonal replacement mm -hmm. to kind of like bounce mm -hmm. her back. Mm -hmm. um, but it's safe. There's a preventative modality if you're that early on and you can catch the symptoms. Like, mm -hmm. so unfortunately, this 34 year old can't have children anymore. But mm -hmm. I think that like your tool is really important because you just want to know like, is this normal? Is this right. actually a part of like after I gave mm -hmm. birth, or is this something that could be treatable? Mm -hmm. So maybe you could like. For instance, like in the case of this, this patient, like let's pretend that it's me and mm -hmm. she were to come three months after birth, what are like some of the resources that I could expect to kind mm -hmm. of help get my hormone levels back in check? Sure, yeah. sure. Well, you know, women who undergo menopause early, you know, or prematurely, so or have sudden menopause as a result of cancer treatment or you know surgical removal of the ovaries i mean it can just be like a light switch has flipped right and all of a sudden you know you're just blindsided by a lot of menopausal symptoms so i think it's important for women to you know immediately get grounded into you know the changes that are occurring with their body um, but importantly you know start to you know, engage with strategies, especially in the case where you're not eligible for um, menopausal hormone therapy. There are a lot of evidence-based um, strategies that you can employ that can help to get bothersome symptoms under control, like hot flashes, you know, um, which are going to disrupt your sleep. So you're not going to sleep well. Uh, mm -hmm. Vaginal dryness, you know, I always stress to women, you know, don't suffer in silence. Like don't don't suffer for a minute. Um, there's no reason for it. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you have to try a few different strategies, if, um, you know, before you can figure out what works for you. But I always say, you know, don't give up because 
you know, there is a path forward for you to, um, you know, get these symptoms under control. Yeah. But it is important, I think, for young women to recognize that they think that menopause is something really far off. And, uh, you know, about 6% of women will start menopause before age 45, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's important to know what the signs and symptoms are so that you don't get either, you, so you don't get sort of caught, um, not just unaware, but in a situation where either your medical provider isn't responsive to you because they're like, oh, no, 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 you're too young, right? Like you can't, <laughs> you can't be in menopause because not that many doctors are actually trained in menopausal care or you yourself are, you know, blaming your symptoms on something else, right? Exactly. Because it's, you just don't even think that there's any possibility that you could have um, moved into menopause early. Exactly. Like that is mm -hmm. an important point to bring up because mm -hmm. something that you learn in your Western medical training is mm -hmm. like, you know, if it, if it has like black stripes <laughs> and white stripes, like it's, it's probably a zebra or like, it's <laughs> so like, unless it's something you're not looking for things that are totally outside of the norm. Right. And so it could totally catch a provider off guard if it was a younger mm -hmm. woman and was kind of like packaging their symptoms as like, okay, but I think mm -hmm. I'm really just stressed. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not sleeping because I'm not able mm -hmm. to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. And you just want to make sure you're getting to the very true root of the problem mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get those hormone levels tested because there, there are therapeutics and this isn't by any means to be like, prescriptive for anyone going right. through hot flashes but mm -hmm. um, there are there are um trials that have shown phytoestrogens and isoflavones have mm -hmm. um superiority over placebo for helping manage mm -hmm. symptoms and bring your hormonal balance um back mm -hmm. um, and so that's something as well that is really awesome about breastfeeding if you're if you happen to be in that stage of your life and you're listening mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. is because breastfeeding actually, it, it regulates that hormonal homeostasis and the amount of estrogen that's being produced, which it delays ovulation. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we've actually found clinically is that the, the longer period that you can breastfeed for, the lower risk you have of menopausal breast cancer. Mm -hmm. That's and, awesome. Yeah, which is really really cool because you know it's something we're aiming to fix with the natural nipples help give women mm -hmm. freedom to come back to breast for longer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so i really like how you frame the beginning of this talk with like you know the best years are ahead of you like let's <laughs> they <make> are you, like <laughs> demystify what menopause is and um the good thing is like once you are naturally going into menopause and like it's time for that phase of your of your hormonal journey you if you were prone to uterine fibroids they totally decrease in size um you don't have any more bloody months <laughs> <laughs> and as well as can you give me some other tips that you've noticed in terms of like how this journey has been a beautiful part of your life well, I think, you know, you have all of this accumulated wisdom and experience. Uh, you know, if you had children earlier, you know, in your life, then usually they're kind of off doing their own thing. 
so you can kind of reclaim some of that time for yourself and really focus on yourself. And I think if, you know, any, if there was any advice I would give to women is it's not selfish to have self-care and to really kind of do an examination of where you're at in your life and, and what you want going forward. You know, whether it's like me starting at my own company um, or, you know, just in engaging in new activities, right? Uh, it's, it's like never too late to do anything. I mean, Norma Kamali, who's 75 years old, just published a book, I Am Invincible, which is this handbook of just how you can just rock, um, you know, every phase of your life, but, you know, specifically your midlife phase. And she's still going strong. You're like, she's just this incredible person. And so I like to use people like her as, as role models, you know, really because you know we just have so much that we can um, give, so much we can um, offer to people, yeah. but also so much that you know, so much within ourselves that we can find and celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you told that so beautifully, and <laughs> it makes me think of life as you know, every there's a season for everything. And so when, what we're hearing in motherhood is so much of the, you know, the feeling like the loss of identity or just like not time to prioritize self. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we go through ebbs and flows and like, this is mm -hmm. really, like you mentioned a time to reclaim that. Mm -hmm. And now you have so much experience and network and <laughs> and resources that's right to really do whatever it is that gives gives you joy and and I think that it's beautiful what you're doing with Lisa Health because you're also helping women find community is that right oh absolutely I mean it's really about you know supporting women um supporting one another on this journey and I think that's an essential part of this life stage is, you know, really find that group of people I would, you know, who are going to support you. I mean, that's one of the things I did is I was like, well, well who's my team and right. You know, who's going to help lift me up um, as I'm, you know, um, on this journey. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not always all the people that you've had in your life previously, you know, sometimes those relationships just aren't working anymore. Maybe there's some to toxicity there that, you know, you, you need to just really leave behind. You yeah. know, I strongly encourage people to reevaluate relationships and either get them, you know, in shape and optimize them, um, or maybe think about leaving them behind. But I've just, I've expanded my circle of, um, people so tremendously over the last few years just because of pursuing new interests, starting a new company, um, you know, getting into this incredible space, you know, around menopause and midlife women's health, you know, people who are really aligned with um, the things that I'm excited and passionate about. Um, so really surround yourself with people who are going to help and lift you up. And then I would say the other tip is you know, create your own sort of midlife kind of thrive kit, right? I mean, imagine you have like a little suitcase or a box and like, what would you pack into that that would make you feel your best self every day? 
what, what is that? Like, I would ask you that, Lauren, like, what would you yeah. put in that little kit of yours? Would it be like 10 minutes of yoga or a minute of meditation or, you know, um, what would it be? Oh, I love that. Thank you for that question. <laughs> and the visualization is so fun too. Oh, right? So right. like, yeah, what makes me feel really good is like 15 minutes of yoga in the morning, 20 minutes of meditation. I really like this one that I learned called Tomos meditation. Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. touch on that another time, but you breathe out loving kindness, mm -hmm. or you visualize breathing out mm -hmm. loving kindness. And for me, it's like, spending time in the sunshine like I love mm -hmm. sunset hour golden hour mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. in being in the woods being near cliffs and ocean mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like being surrounded by the smell of vetiver and vanilla and mm -hmm. truly so if you can put all those things in my little <laughs> but see you're already you can just see how you're coming alive even on this zoom call you're just your your facial expressions your body language it's just like oh like you're so excited and that's what all of those things in your little toolkit could do for you and whenever you're feeling a little down or um you know just not feeling your best self you're like okay you've got to open that toolkit and pull yeah. things out and you know your community may be part of that toolkit right you know i don't think people shouldn't feel like they have to sort of go things alone there there are always plenty of ways to to connect with um, folks that are, you know, just kind of like-minded, right? Uh, yeah. So, and if you want it to be more visual, you can actually cut little images out of, um, you know, magazines or print stuff off on the internet and kind of do a mood board. I mean, whatever visually I think uh, can help recenter you on a daily basis. And giving it like, you're giving it such great kinesthetic like mm -hmm. application, right? Like mm -hmm. something that you visualize in a suitcase or that you put up on your wall. Right. And and like think about what came out of your menopausal journey. This mm -hmm. amazing company where you're helping so many women. Right. So like that transition period can also so much mm -hmm. growth can come from that. Mm -hmm. And I I just want to circle back to because I know we only have about five more minutes. Sure. But I think some things, and I could be wrong, but like when that are associated with menopause or like the mm -hmm. hot flashes, the sort of like moodiness, the difficulty sleeping, you pointed out vaginal dryness and mm -hmm. like lack of sex drive. And I think that that's something that possibly many women identify with and end up feeling like I'm not sexy or I'm not like enough or like something could be wrong with me. And in reality, like you said, don't suffer in silence. Like there's mm -hmm. ways that we can actually manage these symptoms of the transition and still feel very much a whole like vibrant person that is like just beginning a brand new phase of your life. And so I just wanna remind anyone like experiencing vaginal dryness, like this is so, so common and it's okay to talk about it. And it's also okay to get, you know, tools and lubricants and, you, you know, make sure you maintain the elasticity and the integrity of that tissue. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this and, but have you heard of the PeriFit tool? I have not. So I just discovered it recently and it's 
it's really cool. It's like a sensor, kind of a dildo sensor, right? But it it actually gives you biofeedback to prevent any kind of like prolapse, uterine or bladder prolapse. So they've gamified it, right? Where you get an app and you can play angry birds, but it's like actually showing you how your um, pelvic floor contractions, the quality of them is like increasing or decreasing. And I think it's just such a great tool because it's just taking Kegels, which we know we're supposed to do and making it like a fun part of your routine and your day. And um, that's another great tool as well because you just want to make sure that you're maintaining the integrity of that, that tissue and not allowing it to atrophy. Absolutely. I mean, I love when I hear about new products and services because inevitably, I wouldn't say exclusively, but oftentimes they are designed by women who are having or had that, you know, that particular problem. And they said, gosh, there's got to be a better way. I just interviewed an expert in sexual um, technology last week, and she has, you know, the first smart vibrator that can show you, um, you know, on your phone, your orgasms and you can, you know, look at sort of your own data and figure out like, okay, well, what's giving me more powerful orgasms was, did yeah. was I have a relaxing day or a stressful day? Was I, you know, so I think that there's just this incredible power of technology, which is, you know, really also where Lisa health is coming from to give women these personalized insights and then offer them the strategies and therapeutic support that they deserve because no woman should have to go through years long uh, cycles of suffering and trial and error. Like, I feel like those days should be over and now it should be about harnessing the power of technology and community to really as quickly as possible, get to the heart of the matter. And, you know, even something like vaginal dryness, I mean, very small percentage of women bring it up with their physician, but also their physician, you know, don't very infrequently bring it up with women. I mean, they've done studies that have shown that there's a lack of communication, but there's just so many great, just over-the-counter products, right? And you shouldn't be embarrassed about using them. I mean, my goodness, it, it is important for you to, to, to maintain the health of your body. Um, and, you know, things like your vaginal tissue, your pelvic floor, um, that should just be part of your kind of everyday well woman routine. And I think we really have to redefine what well woman means, um, particularly in light of all of the new products and services like yours that are coming onto the market and really changing women's lives. Exactly. And I, I love how you framed it. I was like, it shouldn't be a taboo thing. Like, like beautiful thing about our bodies and like that vaginal tissue is like, it doesn't have to atrophy. Like just because you're experiencing a little bit of vaginal dryness, that's a muscle that you can like regain that strength and that elasticity. And, um, and in terms of tools, this educational session alone is actually a tool. And if it's okay, I'll just circle back to that story of that 34 year old who had no idea, you know, that her name was Mary, but she was going into, into menopause. And so what her OBGYN remarks is like, just be aware as a woman in your mid um, to late thirties and early forties, because there is a dramatic 
like decrease in fertility. And for her specifically, her menopause was caused by premature ovarian failure. And so mm -hmm. becoming aware of insomnia, hot flashes, night sweats, anxiety, super low libido, you can catch it early when you're, you're in this age frame if you're still interested in having children. And there are therapeutics you can discuss with your doctor. This isn't a give all uh, pharma pharmacogenetic solution, but like there's bioidentical hormones, DHEA, um, mm -hmm. and actually prolonging breastfeeding itself. So, which actually it is a protective factor because it delays ovulation. And um, what you're what you're looking for is a balance in the estrogen and the progesterone levels. And I just wanted to thank you so much for having this conversation because I feel so much more hopeful and excited as, as a woman in my thirties too, who doesn't have children yet, like, but I'm just excited about every founder that is looking to really support women through every phase of their journey and, and also just take the taboo out of topics like this. Absolutely. Well, I think for your audience, you know, maybe some of them have actually delayed childbearing. So yeah. they will uh, really see this overlap between, you know, reproduction, breastfeeding, you know, raising children and, you know, experiencing their menopause transition, you know, moving into perimenopause and then ultimately reaching menopause. So uh, I think it's important for women to ha start having these conversations with each other, with their um, member, you know, their mothers, their clinicians as early as possible, just so that, you know, you don't end up like some of us who are, you know, a bit older and, and really feeling like you're blindsided and, and caught unaware. And then you're sort of scrambling to figure things out. I mean, we don't need to do that anymore. Absolutely. And if you're informed and you know the benefits that can come with it, but also like you plan for it. It doesn't have to be a scary mm -hmm. or isolating mm -hmm. at all. Like you said, it can be one of the most beautiful parts of life. And so mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you so much, Anne, for joining. And thank you for what you're doing, creating this community with Lisa Health. And if anyone's interested, they can go to lisahealth.com. Lisahealth.com. Mm -hmm and take a personalized assessment so you really understand, you know, what these symptoms mean and the kind of toolkit that's best for you. So um, I'm so happy that we spent this time together and I definitely want to keep in touch moving forward.